Kentucky skies. I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. And I'm Jeremiah. Thanks for sitting in again, Jeremiah. Heck yeah. So Jeremiah is actually going to be doing a show on the network here in a couple of weeks. We're going to start up something. So yeah, it's going to be called the Nerdist Corpse. And yeah, it's going to be pretty fun talking about movies, games, comics, lore, all that sorts of stuff. So we'll be giving you the info when it comes a little bit closer, <laughs> when, I, when I got everything set up. Nobody steal that name, right? because we're not paying for it. <laughs> so it's a futile effort. Mm. Uh, speaking of podcasting business, I found this kind of interesting. So um, I have a Google alert on, on many key phrases, most of them my podcast, but then also the not safe for network and... Uh, I was looking on it the other day and it suddenly popped up and it doesn't pop up very often for not safe for networks. I was like, oh, what's this? So there is now a blogspot site that went under. No, it's the, a Tumblr site. Is it a Tumblr? I, th- I yeah. swear it was not safe for network. It's, the one, it's the one you com. put up. Yeah. No, that's a like hardcore gay Tumblr site. Yes. <laughs> we finally made it, guys. <laughs> we. We have a copycat that's doing gay porn. So <laughs> I'd just like to say right out of the gate, I'm a bear. If you found this by accident, Brandon's nickname is Bear. So, I'm definitely a bear. Yeah. So <laughs> welcome to Bearcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with us. We're going to be talking about bears and pop culture. I don't know. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but um, I, I wanted to start off with a little RIP here. So Frank Vincent passed. He had open heart surgery. Um, you might know Frank Vincent for telling Joe Pesci to go home and get your fucking shine box and Goodfellas. <laughs> uh, he was also in Casino playing pretty much the same character, but this time he got to kill Joe Pesci. <laughs> and then he was also the one of the last bosses in New York and, and The Sopranos. He would have been the last if he hadn't died in the last episode. I guess spoilers if you haven't watched The Sopranos in like 10 years. But, uh, so that that one sucks for me like he always sort of played the same guy but i really like that guy like he was really good at being intimidating and uh a gangster basically <laughs> i'm sure he did other things but i didn't see any of them so <laughs> so the other rip i had was uh harry dean stanton yeah that's really weird because i was thinking the other day about how harry dean stanton had died a couple years earlier (laughs) i was thinking this at work i didn't say it out loud but i was just thinking this and then i went home and it was on a web page immediately that he had just died and i was like oh i guess i remembered that wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah harry dean stanton i think only played a leading role once ever he always played like somebody in the background he's totally a character actor but 
He was in Big Love. He played a cult leader. He was in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He was like the judge that sentences Hunter to prison, like very small part. I think Repo Man was his only leading role. But uh, he was in Alien, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And he was in... Uh, who's he in Alien? One of the crew. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember which guy he is. And he's in uh, Avengers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's the one that uh, finds Banner. Uh, d- d- yeah, Bruce when he okay. falls out of the airplane. So that guy from Alien. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I'm trying to remember. We. Di- I think he's like a mechanic in Alien, isn't he? I Somewhat. think I know who you're talking. The dude with the hat, the trucker. Yes, he's got yes. a hat and he's yeah. usually got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Yes, he's the yeah, first. Yeah, absolutely. To die. That's what. That's well, no. He's second. not the first he's to die. Second, that's right. Yeah, because uh, um. Uh, what's his face is the first to die. The really famous English actor who John died. Hurt. Yeah, John Hurt, who died a couple months ago, I think. Yeah, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. R.A.P. Harry Dean Stanton. I'm glad you you jumped that in because you you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we're just gonna go into a spoilerific review of it here. I'm guessing most people have already seen this who are gonna see it, but if you haven't seen it, and I literally mean it. <laughs> I've had so many conversations go wrong because of the title of that movie. Yeah. I was telling my friend, I was like, do you want to go see it? And he thought I was talking about Wonder Woman because we, we haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. And um, he was like, yeah, man, totally. And he was like, I got there and he was like, uh, I don't want to go see it. I want to go see Wonder Woman. And I was like, ah, I meant it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I had my own little misadventure because we've been talking lately about how one of the first episodes Brandon was on, we talked about it six (laughs) years ago. And so I went to hunt down the episode and I found it. Not as much conversation as I thought there would be. I was going to like throw it onto the the podcast and just play a clip of it. Then I realized there's like a kid crying in the background (laughs) because it's when we were recording at Adrian's house. And uh, it was... uh, it was Brandon's second episode. We we wow, kind of referred a- to it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a while ago, dude. It was episode 13. It was called, uh, I think it's called Frying Rainbow or no, Frying Roadkill Off the Rainbow Bridge was the name of it. And I don't, I think it was something about how like Thor's Rainbow Bridge, the, the they just brought in deer to like hunt in the kingdom because Adrian was sort of ripping on like the wildlife that was in, that was in wreck. Uh, um, Thor's kingdom. What? What is it? It's not Ragnarok. I was gonna say the first uh, one. Asgard. Asgard. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, and so I made some joke about like how yeah, and it's really easy to kill the deer when you get them in because you just kick them off the bridge and then right. you fry them up. But uh, all we said about it is I literally said that they were trying to do two movies, and we said it's a bad idea. It should be one. And I think it was like two sentences we wrapped that up in. And then Zach was out also. It was one of his first ones on there. He was on it way quicker than I thought. Oh, no, that was later. That was all we said that time. And then like a year later, we talked about it. And Zach was basically saying, who would you cast as Pennywise? And we had this big debate about it. And I'm trying to remember who. I I remember when I was listening to it again, I was like, Willem Dafoe. But Ah, none of us. Everyone wants Willem Dafoe. Yeah, nobody said Dark Whispers. We hadn't had the Dark Whispers joke yet about (laughs) Willem Dafoe, so it didn't come out. Uh, 
Jeez, Zach had a really good idea, and I can't remember it now. But I just said, I don't care who plays Pennywise as long as he's scary. So I'm just going to say mission not accomplished uh, on that right? front. That's my first criticism of it was uh, the, the clown was not scary. The crazy eyes like threw me way off. Like That was interesting. I will give it that. Uh, like There's eyes that sort of rotate backwards and like to the side and stuff, almost as if there's two lazy eyes. Yeah. That was weird. The first time I but thought it, wasn't it was a like mistake, and then I realized, intimidating. Oh, no. And the teeth. I know I talked about this before, but it's even worse when you see it in the movie because you didn't really see it in the trailer, but he has, like, buck teeth. And yeah, the, he's, yeah, like, like really hard. <laughs> like, beaver teeth. Yeah. And the beaver teeth don't work for this. Like, I like the Tim Curry smoker teeth where it's just, like, you get this hint of, like, there's not a good person under that makeup. Yeah. Which then goes to gnarly sharp teeth. The sharp teeth in this were pretty cool. When he opens up his mouth and he has something like a hundred teeth or something <laughs> that just go down his throat. I was actually really glad when uh, you get to see him take uh, Georgie or um, what's his name? Um, yeah, Georgie. The, the first one with the boat. Yeah. Because, you know, that's uh, one of those scenes you don't ever get to see uh, completely happen in the original. So That's true. Yeah. I just well, he reaches th- he reaches for the boat, and then you just hear Georgie like scream, and yeah, that's really that's all that they show. Yeah, and they show him that he bit his arm off, and uh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you see his arms stretch out and like reach for Georgie and pull right. him back into the grate too. That I thought there was things I liked about this movie. There was a couple things I didn't like about the movie. We hit on most of them. Um, I will say the other thing just to get out the negative, because all in all, I did like the movie. But the other thing I didn't like about it was what they did with Beverly, because they really built it up like she was going to be this strong female character. And then they have her go into a coma at the end of the movie. And let me let me get into why that's a bad idea. First off, it is sexist. It, it's like a total trope where you have to rescue the woman and they pass out or they're like, they have no uh, agency over themselves. And then she gets snapped out of it by the kid kissing her while she's like out of it, which is all kinds of fucked up to <laughs> like, I realize that like kids aren't supposed to go to this movie, but there's a lot of kids in this movie. Right. When I went to, there was a lot of kids. There was like three kids sitting next to us. And when I say kids, I'm talking like 10, 11, like they were kids. When I went, it was eighty five percent high school age kids. Yeah, that's about that's about my showing too. I actually I saw it the same day you did, but you saw it one show later than I did. Yeah, we ended up going to the late one. Yeah. Um and so okay, so not on board with the sexist thing, but here's furthermore why that was a bad idea. Now, in the original TV movie and the book Bev, like, and the final fight, she winds up getting, like, wrapped up in a spider web and goes into a coma. And then he takes his bike, Silver, which they show a lot in this movie, and he rides down the hill to sort of break the spell that she's in. Well, you just had her go into a coma, so are you going to repeat that in the second movie? Wait, that wasn't Bev. Yeah. Was it? No, it was that dude's girlfriend. But it wasn't Bev. Because you remember... It was that guy, uh, the Stephen King guy, and <laughs> you know, because <laughs> Stephen King loves doing that. And uh, oh, you're right. It, it wasn't was. It was that. his girlfriend. You're right. It wasn't Bev. 
Okay, I retract that. But here's the other thing. <laughs> she sees the deadlights and she's like snapped out by a kiss. But Stanley sees the deadlights originally and then he winds up committing suicide because of it. Yeah. Because when they find out that they need to go back, he keeps thinking about the deadlights and he winds up committing suicide. So I don't know. You can't really play that angle now. They might. My they case might isn't as strong roles, knowing man. that it's not Bev in the coma now. <laughs> I had to think about it for a minute because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you called me out on that because I I'm said that sorry. like four times. No, I said it like four times and nobody, nobody even thought to correct me on it. But yeah, all right. I recant that statement, but I still think it was a dumb sexist thing. It was a dumb sexist yeah. thing. Bev was a strong character and... They even built her up to be very strong, and then you know they just completely were like, gener- oh, "Now they got to save her." Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, ah. yeah, he, she was the first one to get a real good lick in on Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I know, but she had to go in a coma. But yeah, first. no, she, it was after. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, but she went into like no, she like when they first go into the house the first time, she right. she impales him through the head with something i can't remember what it was okay yeah but and still, then like later it was she gets abducted but she has to be the one to be saved like that's that's a load of shit i just i didn't like that i stereotyping agree. man like i agree it's, it's like this isn't supposed to be the average slasher film you know it's supposed to be something great and they did something so basic and generic and it's like come on and why is that a big deal? It's a big deal because you see it all the time yeah. and you just like, you took all the women in the audience and you're like, your surrogate character there. Yeah, she's just, just sit down and relax for the next 25 minutes because she almost, ain't doing anything. They almost did a Nightmare on Elm Street when they uh, redid that. Oh, that was my phone. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. It's making sure everything's all right. No, uh, but when they remade Nightmare on Elm Street, they just made it a slasher film, and they they yeah. took out all the good parts where Freddy Krueger was pretty sadistically funny, and you know that's because it was Michael Bay producing it. Yeah, really? and he's like, yeah, and then he's like, he did redid Friday the Thirteenth, and they're like, we're gonna make him very uh a wild, you know, and uh, it's just I don't know, Michael Bay <laughs> sucks. But let's get back to it. Now, what I did like about it it it's it what is it 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 was i'm trying to not say it all the time and it's impossible i even said it in that sentence and just said it again oh god i can't stop saying that word anyway so the thing about it (laughs) is that it's outside of that it's really good like I liked how they moved it to the 80s from the 50s for the flashback. I think it was perfect for the audience that's going. Um, I liked the kids that they got for the movie. They all knocked it out of the park. They got the kids from Stranger Things playing Eddie. Uh, and, he and he's actually funny. Part. He's saying like <laughs> kind of like not kind of totally racist like <laughs> fucked up shit in like the TV movie because it was the 80s and we were okay with that. Uh but in this one, no, he he's was, moved on to sexist stuff. Yeah, yeah. now it's just <laughs> sexist. Stuff. But it was a thirteen-year-old to a T. I think my favorite part was when uh, what's his face has to get the kiss from his mom, or he has to kiss his mom, and he's like, "Hey, Miss Kay, you want a kiss from me too?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought the kids were played really well. Um, I thought the story was good. 
like they were pretty faithful to the book and the stuff they changed for the most part was for the better. Like the new kids on the block thing. Like the new kids on the block great. thing was pretty <laughs> that funny. Was pretty <laughs> it was great. funny when they did it. And then it was like really funny with the callback with the, the back <laughs> the, of the door the where she just subtly like goes to close the door and shows the poster. <laughs> I really like that. Um, let, let me ask you guys a question. What do you think is going to happen in chapter two for some of this stuff? Like, okay, like Ben's an architect. Is he still an architect in, in the next movie? Probably. Okay. The main kid, I can't remember his name, is a writer, correct? Like Georgie's older oh, brother. Yeah, he's like he's going to be a blogger yeah, now. He's a Stephen King. Yeah. 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 Is he a blogger? Is he a podcaster? Like, what are they, is Eddie a podcaster? Like, what are they doing with that? I, I'm just curious. I like, bet how they'll make move. Eddie a podcaster. That would totally kind of make sense. Like a stand-up comedian with like a what the fuck style show yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. It, or something on MTV. I could see that being a thing. <laughs> where it's just like some really horrible show. <laughs> now, I enjoyed this on the story level. Nothing in this scared me. There was moments I recognized had to be scary because the audience was jumping. But I, I do admit, I don't react to horror movies mm-hmm. the way most people do. It takes a lot to scare me. It usually takes something really original. Um what what did you guys think? Did you guys get scared at all? Did you have any scares? Scared, no jumps, yes. Okay. I mean, there was probably three or four that got me. Does anything stick out? Um, the scene in the garage with the slideshow, the, the one that was in the trailer. Yes. Just because of the there. scale of when he shows up was unexpected. Yeah, because he's huge and he's just... Oh my god! <laughs> and they showed that in the trailer, but they didn't get to the moment. Yeah, which was smart that they held back on the trailer. Usually, they don't hold back on trailers because they're trying to get people in. But I was saying that to my wife. I was like, the one thing I really noticed, it didn't scare me because I was expecting some. Like, I don't know. I was I was expecting the scare, so it didn't scare me. You know what I mean? But I I was but I when I was see watching it, it, I was like, that's a really good scene where you suddenly like where the light just flashes and you see him coming out of the wall and that like sets the mood. But then when you see him really close to the kid all alone in the corner when the light flashes, it just like immediately set like a claustrophobic kind of move. I thought that was real smart. Yeah. And like I said, this I mean, because he like took up the entire garage. All of a sudden, like, because you were, I was a, because a lot of times when he shows up, he's kind of small for what you think he is. I mean, in stature, but then this time he shows up and he's enormous. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you could, I could see it coming. I mean, if you didn't see it coming, you're not paying attention. Um, but what really startled me is like, you expect him to be there, but then he's like everywhere. <laughs> Anything get you, Jeremiah? Huh? Anything get you? You know what really got me was the the psychological aspect of like how they really played that the bully was really unstable. I mean, the way he killed his dad like that. Yeah, switch that right into the jugular. Me out really hard. I mean, the movie like they. I don't think they did as good as they could on Pennywise. 
And that's what really bummed me out about yeah. the movie. But other than that, they made a solid movie. And yeah, that was, and that was one. Of, and uh, I really like that actor too. And that's why it almost scars, hurt. Scars, scars, scars. I was really into Hemlock Grove when that came out, and I really liked him as a character and an actor. And uh, I think he did the best he could do. But yeah, I think they kind of chose the wrong guy. I I didn't think it was his fault. I yeah. think what they wanted Pennywise to do didn't work. Like. It's not just his voice. It's also the way he looks. He just looks derpy. I watched With the that same... super big forehead. Like, when I see really big forehead, <laughs> that codes to me as dumb. It doesn't code to me as scary. I watched yeah. the thing where um, it was like an interview with him on some... Maybe it was like Fallon or something like that. But he was explaining how he found out how to do this thing with his face where he could do like the Jack Nicholson kind of like weirdness on his face to smile. So that smile he does in the movie that looks kind of weird. He actually does that. So I will give him that, you know, he did make a creepy face. He just kind of, uh, the voice is what killed it for me, man. They should have just gone with like how Tim Curry did it. Why don't you just use Tim Curry? I (laughs) Everybody says that. He's messed up right now. Is he really? Yeah. Cause he had that, um, he had something really bad happen to him. I can't remember. All right, don't go with Tim Curry. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, no, no, not Tim Curry. <laughs> I could, I could be Pennywise. Here, you want to hear my laugh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I can do. I've, I've done a clown many times. It's great. You just move really slow and smile and just looks like you're looking through somebody. It works every time. I didn't get as much of that with with uh, Pennywise in this, but all in all, I liked it. I'll definitely go see Chapter Two. That was something else you and me were talking about. This Jeremiah, it it shouldn't have surprised me, but it did surprise me when we were watching it. And the last title. Uh, sequence it said uh, chapter one or end chapter one or something like that and everybody went oh like in and, the it's theater, like, and it's like ah, really you, you don't know there's another part <laughs> to this <laughs> they all grow up in 27 years I think it's years. really clever that they didn't add the grown up part yes because yeah. it it sells more of the story of they're children man they're yeah, kids because it really is things. like if you boil it down it's a coming of age story it's they like all have their me. own yeah. coming of age like the beverly's getting her period and her dad's like creeping yeah Ugh. And, or that the, whole period thing made the blood thing make way more sense to me yeah because i didn't actually <laughs> understand that in the original I did. So when I like saw that, because I don't know why, I, I never put two and two together. We but. went to sex ed real early when I was a kid, so I got that one. Now, as an adult watching it, there's stuff, uh, because I, I rewatched the TV movie like maybe four times as an adult. I bought the DVD at a pawn shop mm-hmm. like t- 15 years ago and just watched it every couple of years. And it definitely resonated with me different than it did when I was a kid. I loved it when I was a kid. And you know what's fucked up? You watch it when you're a kid, right? Not really. Oh, no? Oh. Almost everybody I knew who's around my age watch it when they're a kid. And I'm like, what are our, what were our parents thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom, but what were you thinking? Uh, it's fine. I don't know. It's just probably like Willie Reed, Stephen King all the time anyway. Nothing Alone I can do. by a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Away from everyone else. Dude, I read Stephen King 
all the time from I want to say sixth grade until I was 19. I just read a lot of Stephen King. He was my favorite <laughs> author. I think my mom was basically, as long as he's reading, it's fine. So that's, I, I try to keep that with the kids too. Like I take them to bookstores all the time and say, get whatever you want. It, just because I'm trying <laughs> to get them to read like anything, <laughs> like anything is a victory. So. Yeah, yeah. If they want to read it. Go for it. I, River was talking about it, and I was like, "You can read it if you want, but there's a child orgy and part of it, so just watch out. For <laughs> just it's, watch out for the child orgy." It's funny that that's like come to the consciousness all the time because I don't remember hearing about that when I was young, and nobody like made a big thing about it. And then <clears throat> when we were talking about it before, I was saying, you know they were talking about doing it closer to the book. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea, but I'd never actually read the book. <laughs> and then about five years ago, I actually got a paperback and read the book. And I was like, no, don't do it just like the book. Oh, <laughs> There's a kid orgy right. in that. It's weird. I wish they would have did the uh, the thing with the um, the fridge where they put that kid in the fridge or whatever. I don't. I don't remember that. Someone was I telling do... me about it. My friend told me about it because he uh, when they announced it, he... Uh, read the book and mm -hmm. he was telling me that uh what's his face the big bully puts one of the kids in a a fridge and it gets him because they don't really know that that's going on yet so he's just being a dick mm -hmm. and it gets him and he's like in this uh fridge and he's just seeing things because it's all black uh yeah, they also have a, like that. they also have a thing in a book which didn't really belong in the movie, so I'm glad they didn't include it. But there's a teepee or something in part, or yeah, I think it's like a teepee or something. Something built out of sticks. It's like a really ancient, like uh, Native American place, and they find out that they're safe from it in that place, and they're safe from the bullies and everything because it's like sacred ground. So for whatever reason. They're safe in that, that spot. That would have been kind of cool. It is like, and the way I read it as an adult is, you know how like when you're a kid, you have a fort and yeah, you like safe feel safe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm safe here. And when when my kids would get mad, they'd run into their like sheet fort or whatever. <laughs> you can't find me. <laughs> By the way, I'm a terrible adult because they like set up for they would set up forts in the living room and I get so mad because they get all the blankets dirty because we have dogs. <laughs> and so they get all this hair over to like stop making forts. But I made a million forts when I was right. a kid. It's I'm the best such thing a ever. hypocrite. <laughs> I'm like the classic sellout, but um I'm sure the studio's glad that they made a sequel that they're gonna make a sequel because it made two hundred and fifty-four million already as of this morning. And it's all it's on pace to crush Deadpool for the highest grossing rate R-rated movie of all time. Like it's almost double what Deadpool was at this point. So And it deserves it. Other than the Pennywise thing, it was a solid movie. It was a good movie. I do want to give a good review, but I would encourage them to think a little bit more about that. And by the way, like a woman helped write the script too. So um, women can be sexist too. Right. <laughs> it's a real easy thing to oh, happen. man. That's how I felt about the Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie. I kind of had beef with a few things just because I watched it recently. Okay. Let's jump in. What did you have beef with? Okay. I hated that they made Wonder Woman a stereotypical chick. 
Like How so? with the snow thing, with the ice cream thing, with the baby thing. I just kind of assumed she would be this like really hard chick that was like, I don't like baby. Or like, you know, ice cream. I, what is this? You know, I thought she would be more um what's the word I'm masculine? For? Yeah. Cause you okay. know, they're hard, hard people. I got bad news for you. Cause I used to think that way too. It was pointed out on an alien movie project I was listening to that that is a a trope. They basically take away any form of mat or a femininity out of a woman, and then like that's why the woman gets to play with all the men and do better or be more macho. That's not really like it is sexist because it's saying you have to strip away the cores of what you are to to be masculine so that you can get a part in this movie that right. like works. But like the reason why people love Ripley, for example, it's not the first alien because she was written as a man and they just plugged in a woman. And it's not the first alien that people are talking about. It's aliens. And the reason for that is because you have this whole plot line where she's, she's talking about motherhood and thinking about motherhood and having like real feelings for this kid. She's also badass. She's also, you know, like makes smart decisions and doesn't pass out and is like the leader and everything. Like she basically has all of these good traits, but she's also portrayed as an actual woman. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, but that's just they don't I just strip never, away her femininity. I never femininity. saw Wonder Woman as just someone like that. I guess I just always assumed she was super masculine and just really intense because you know they're live on a place with only women no you know children or anything she was the only child you know and well she, from my understanding there's been a lot of different versions of wonder right. woman but i've never so. really read wonder woman i've yeah. never been really into it so i guess i don't have a really valid opinion of it but you know i yeah. don't know just what i saw that's fair yeah. i just i just yeah that was something that that uh sort of spun my mind when Aaron Donaldson was talking about that. It made me think about it. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of a point because usually when you have the badass character in an action movie, they're always like, they're calling other men pussies. <laughs> and so, right. right. And, and like, I that's thought that not, that that's been not really a feminine thing though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can be, but it's also like, they're basically just writing them as a man. Cause they have no idea how to write as a woman. Cause women rarely write screenplays. <laughs> It kind of comes down to that. But uh, we should get on to some news, <laughs> unless there's any parting shots on it here. Okay. So uh, Matthew Vaughn is in talks to do a Superman movie right now for Warner Brothers. Um, it's not known whether this would be for a sequel to Man of Steel or something out of continuity. So let me just get that out of the way. But... Apparently, he pitched an idea for a Superman movie in, 2000, in 2010, and Zack Snyder wound up getting Man of Steel. But here's what he said about it. I think the main take would be to make... or Sorry. I think my main take would be make a Superman film like Donner did, which was perfection at that time. I want to do a modern version of the Donner. Go back to the source material. For me, Superman is color, feel good, heroic. He's a beacon of light and darkness, and that's what I think Superman should be. So pretty vague idea, Superman, but definitely not Zack Snyder's yeah, idea. Definitely <laughs> doesn't want to be in continuity with that. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, Zack Snyder went dark on dark. 
It's because of the Dark Knight thing. You know, ever yeah. since that happened, everyone's like, we have to make everything. But brilliant. you know what <laughs> would have made it more brilliant if he was something that was in contrast? I mean, the world could have been dark in Superman with him not being dark. Yes. And I think that would have played way better. Yeah, I, it would have it would have made the whole thing with his dad, where he's like, "You can save them. You can save all of them," rather than him be. Uh, I just can't believe they made him just a, some some dude that was just kind of hitchhiking. They made him Bruce Banner. Why did yeah. they make him Bruce Banner? <laughs> God, that walking bugs me around, so hard, dude. Walking around in a flannel shirt, <laughs> listening to <laughs> listening to Chris Cornell. Oh, I know, right? Oh. It, <laughs> sorry i just recently watched it so i still have that fresh in my mind right now that's fine i when we saw it we were all so on board for it and it was just over time we just i just i never went back and watched nope. it and then, i can i can go home and watch it right now on a couple of different services and i, I own don't. it <laughs> and i'm not watching it so i never even like i definitely not owning this yeah, it took me a while to come to terms with like we just haven't had a good Superman movie since Superman two, <laughs> and the plot holes in that movie are crazy. There's so many plot holes in that movie. Why does why does the dad try and get him to not save people? But then, why does but the- then in Batman v Superman, he has a whole speech that's basically about how we should save people. <laughs> Why does he do a 180 and... Ah, what was that even? Because is that like Ghost Ken? Or is he just talking to himself? Or is he just hallucinating? Is that real? <laughs> you know, like... Does it matter? It's stupid. Uh, Either way you do. <laughs> you know, I hate that scene too. Because it's like... The whole thing about Superman is Superman wouldn't be Superman without the Kens. They needed the nicest family to raise the perfect being. And, you know... Yeah. It just kind of irked me. That the whole movie, like, and Batman wouldn't be Superman's friend if it wasn't for Martha. <laughs> Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> He's just so upset. Like that's all it took. <laughs> that's all it took to break Batman's. I well. wonder how they get Flash, Aquawoman, and Cyborg into the fold. They're all their mother's name, Martha, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we saw how how Wonder Woman played out, and her mom was like, what hepatitis or something <laughs> right. like that. <laughs> Brandon's rolling his eyes because he's trying to think of who it is, but it's not coming to him. I'm not even trying. <laughs> All right, moving on. We talked about Batman. We're gonna, or we talked about Superman. We're gonna talk about Batman. So Darren Aronofsky is pitching his movie Mother, which has not made much money and has been panned critically. Still kind of interested in seeing it, just because Pie and Requiem for a Dream were. Dark oh, and that guy's making another movie. What is this mother about? I haven't heard. I don't know, about this. but it's got Jennifer Lawrence, and people don't like it. Everybody uh. but my friend Carl hates it. <laughs> <laughs> Carl and Ar- Darren Aronofsky all hate it. But at one point, he was going to do Batman Year One, uh, mm. and he had actually pitched The Dark Knight Returns with Clint Eastwood playing Batman. Mm. Uh, Warners were more interested in the origin story, so we revised this pitch to year one, which is also Frank Miller's story. So a couple of details. He finally let go a couple of details. 
that were unknown before. And this was, I mean, this was before Batman began. So this is going back a ways, but Alfred was going to be a mechanic named Al. The Batmobile was a Lincoln Continental that had two bus engines in it. Bruce Wayne was poor, crazy, and fighting crime and hockey pads. And Joaquin Phoenix would have played Bruce Wayne. I'm not wearing hockey pads. Dude, I remember my friend Archie Broadbent oh told God. us that like Aronofsky was doing Batman Year One, and we were so excited. And for years, I was waiting for that, and it just didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. And then I remember moving to Olympia and suddenly Batman Begins was out. And I was like, was that year one? What? What's going Kinda. on? Kinda. But it, not really. Like, not the story You know what they one. should do is that Batman story I was telling you about the other day. Uh, Earth 2, I think it, it is. The yeah. one where it's like I know super it. realistic and Alfred's like a, a Alfred MI6 used agent to be, or something. Well, he used to be in the military. And uh, and then he he goes to help um, Thomas Wayne with the election, and then Thomas Wayne gets assassinated by the Penguin, and so he winds up having to take care of Bruce and pretends to be his butler to have an excuse to take care of him. But he's the one who like trains him to be hardcore, right. and uh, and that would have been a cool story. Yeah. Did you ever um, watch the Green Lantern TV show they made? Which one? The cartoon? The, the cartoon one. I saw a couple of them. I liked it, they, but I, I uh, didn't get to actually do a run on it. It's pretty cool. I really liked it because uh, they did all the color spectrums, and that's like yeah. one of my favorite things from that. Did thing. they do Darkest Night? Did they leave? No, they couldn't do that. That that would be why that would, would be do, too dark. Why would you do because... all the colors if you're not going to go into Dark Night? Darkest Night. I know, right? That was the only reason. Well, they were all setting up happened. like they were setting up like a super team. They were. I think they were doing the New Guardians. Like a thing kind of like New Guardians where it was like they got like a bunch of different people together because there was a Red Lantern, there was a Purple Lantern. They were all just hanging out. They were all friends. And it was a cool story. But anyways, the reason I brought that up is that dude got denied to do a season three or season two or something. And he made a Batman TV show the same style where Alfred is like only a little bit older than Bruce. And he's like doing the same thing where he's. You know, he's like, they're he, taking the earth. Too. Yeah. And yeah. I was like really excited. I hope they do that. it with Jeremy Irons. I can't oh, wait. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> dude, they're never going to do that. I'm losing faith in DC and it's like breaking my heart. It's breaking my heart. You're so only much. saying that because they make inferior movies. <laughs> I know. I just, I want them to be so oh. good. And they're just, oh. Wonder Woman was pretty good though. I gotta say, I'm glad they did the Aries thing. That's what saved that movie for me because I straight up fell asleep during that movie, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, not interested. I was like, oh, is this movie about Chris Pine? Because I feel bad for you because it's the only good DC movie since they did the DC EU, and you hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Bat V Soup is my favorite one so far oh dude oh, that's uh, wrong upon wrong no dude, it's dude right, i cannot roll it's with right, you i'm sorry it's right because they took my favorite stories death of superman the dark knight returns and then you they know, they just fucked them up i know <laughs> but just that's, made all them they, terrible. that's all they had <laughs> like i'm fine with them taking a story but when they don't make the story well i have a problem and with that it. that future batman dream thing 
that just sells the whole movie for me. That's my favorite. Scene. That was the worst. Part. That's my favorite part. That <laughs> that's that bad. You know what's bad about that? That's, that's the thing. He's got an uh, AK forty seven killing people because we all know how Bruce Wayne rolls with an AK all the time. Oh, him and I think he was rolling yeah, down. I was just gonna say, do you think he thinks today was a good day? Today was a good day. So about an hour ago or a little more than that, I just finished uh, the fifth season of Arrow. I finally trudged through it. And boy, I got issues with that last episode. Dive into it, dude. So bad. You know, they set this whole thing up where they go to the island that the whole story starts on. Like the whole series of Arrow starts on this island and then uh, end up back on this island. And it was kind of cool because they brought back Deathstroke, who was one of the coolest characters in the entire show. So they brought him back for the episode. Um, and so that was pretty cool. But then, like, the the bad guy they've been fighting the entire season, uh, like, rigs the entire island with C4 and basically makes himself a kill switch. Okay. So if he dies, the entire island blows up. <laughs> so, but that's a new is this idea. A Bond movie? That's a yeah. That's a real yeah, new I mean, idea. I wonder where they came if up I with die, that. Mr. Bond, this whole place will explode. And basically he he's trying to get Arrow to kill him. And so, like, he brings everybody that... Why doesn't he just kill himself Everybody he wants to blow up the island? Well, he wants uh, because Oliver of reasons. to suffer. Because of reasons? Yeah. <laughs> Oliver, either him or his dad, killed his dad. I, I, love, mean, I love superheroes. I love them. I love them. But, man, there are times where you're just like, come on. <laughs> but the, <laughs> like, the that's, very that's last scene, it, like, really fucking... Like, there was... Two scenes that really fucking bothered me. Like, they have the bad guy surrounded with, like, six, seven guys in this one room. And there's, like, a balcony above them. And there's, like, a way out on either side. And he does the fucking smoke bomb thing and just vanishes. And so they start all turning around and talking to each other. And it's like, well, okay, I guess we did a you two job, go guys. this way, you go up on the balcony, and we'll go this way, and we're going to find this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it, it really fucking bothered me. <laughs> and then the, yeah. then the last, the very a, last can, scene. Can I, can I just interject really quick before you go off of that? Uh, that's, what, that's one of those things that drives me crazy in Flash that's happened yeah. more than a handful of times. Yeah. Is somebody goes running off who doesn't have super speed, and then like Barry Allen or Wally West will just shrug their shoulders like, "Well, we can't get him now." Like he escaped, and it's like, "Motherfuckers, you have super speed! Just <laughs> right. run after There's him!" Like two of you fly. that have super, you can nah, go around nah. the city like <laughs> ten times before he can get out of the building. It's just like that stuff drives me crazy, but it's I let it go because you sort of have to with yeah, superheroes. I mean, but, but it, it just like struck out. And then the last scene, uh, the bad guy's got his son, and he's gonna. He basically like made an ultimatum: either you shoot me, 
and kill all your friends or I snap your kid's neck. Ugh. So he like goes to put down his bow and like shoots him in the leg so he lets go of the kid. And then he just like starts hugging his kid for like five minutes. And the guy starts monologuing. It's like it's like going, You're the best around. Nothing's and ever it's gonna like, keep you down. And his shoulders just slump. More and the whole and more. time he's like, Oh, he's talking about uh Green Arrow's dad. And if you like Green Arrow's dad like killed himself to like save the save uh Oliver in the first season. So it's basically established that he's going to shoot himself and he does nothing to stop this for five minutes. And he's standing from me to you away from him. <laughs> you would think that the villain would just shoot himself. If it was, if it was that big of a deal, like well, no, he, had the, he had the monologue with him for five minutes, standing within arm's reach of him. It's not like, oh, let's tie him up or something. <laughs> yeah, you're convincing me to never make a yeah. run on Arrow. <laughs> Don't finish. Like, you jump into the CW shows at all, Jeremiah? I was going to say, I kind of want to watch Gotham. I watched. Oh, no, no. That doesn't count for those ones, though. It's not connected to oh, any of those. No, that's cool. I really. Like I watched the first season, I think, or like most of it. Of what? Arrow? Oh, Gotham. Oh, Gotham. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. And uh, I know they're going to start doing Batman on that show. <laughs> I saw a thing. I saw a thing. That's why I haven't watched it. Is this how many seasons and there's no Batman? Fuck that. I don't it's, about, that it's about Gordon, though. I know. I and know. that's why it's And I don't of, care. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I watched, dude, I hung with it for like five episodes and that was enough. <laughs> like I was yeah. like, nope. This show doesn't got what I want. I really like the pilot, and then it just, I don't know, wasn't so great. But have you watched, like, Flash or... Uh, I think I watched, like, the first season of Flash. I can't I, I can't remember. I'm not really into the Flash that much. You know, I'm more into... I wish they'd do a Green Lantern show or something. Yeah, that's... We might be at the phase where they could afford to do that, actually. Right. But, I watched... Uh, but first, we're going to get we're gonna get a Green Lantern movie, right. and it's going to be... Think Green Lantern Corps, and it's going to be John Stewart and um, Hal Jordan, and it's supposed to be Lethal Weapon in space. Is the idea? Right. Uh, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I like the idea. We'll see on the execution, <laughs> but I like the idea. It's just the same movie with Ryan Reynolds. They just cast Ryan Reynolds again. <laughs> <laughs> that actually might be a good idea. <laughs> I know because he could do. I don't know. I don't they really like Kyle Jordan. I wish they did Kyle Rayner. I like Kyle Rayner. I don't, I don't like, like Kyle Rayner. Why? Can we just can we just agree to do like the gym teacher? Whatever his uh, name is. <laughs> I love Kyle Rayner. He's my favorite. I like John Stewart. John, John Stewart's, Stewart's my favorite. Too. Yeah. John Stewart's my absolute favorite. But um Hal Jordan's fine. He's just not John Stewart. Kyle Rayner, I don't like, and I don't understand why everybody likes him. Because he's artsy. <laughs> <I> <laughs> That's know. why everyone likes him, is because he's artsy. But he's not fun artsy. He's Ugh. like, I don't know, wear a beret artsy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Andy Warhol artsy. Yeah, he's like Andy Warhol artsy. That's why I don't like him. I don't like the gym teacher guy either, just to be clear. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, you're talking about, um, God. 
I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of his name right now. Yeah. Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner, yes. Guy Gardner, okay. Okay, I got some news you're going to be happy or happy to pontificate upon. Uh, Nightwing director Chris McKay, who also did the Lego movie. So he had a couple of quotes talking about... uh, Talking about Nightwing. Wait, are they doing Lego Nightwing? <laughs> no. Actual Nightwing movie. Okay. So I said, you always thought Robin was the dork and you were like, I don't want to be like Robin. I don't want to play with Robin. I want to be Batman. But Robin was there as a window character for little kids like me to understand Batman's world and see into Batman's world. There's no other character in comics that went through this real-time transition. Every other character lives in a rough version of that age that they're in. Very few characters actually grow up in comics and become something else and go from a boy to being an adult and have their own life and become their own thing. So that's that was actually like a pretty good observation on that character, I thought. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Most I, I can't think of another character who like grew up and became something different. And I mean, that Tim Drake is progressed throughout the show. I mean, we've had like, unless you count going evil, <laughs> like the other Rob. <laughs> oh, right. But he went mad because of Razal Ghul, though. Yeah, yeah. That's, and the Lazarus he didn't have hit. to come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, oh, he was fine God. being dead from yeah. a crowbar with the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that that's in that uh, Scorsese Batman movie or Scorsese Joker movie. I don't even know what they're going to do with it. I can't even fathom what will happen with that. I'm cool with it, though. He did Shutter Island. He's not. He's not going to do anything. He's a producer. It's name only. I'm Uh. sure. I think they're just doing it to get Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I don't think it's gonna work. Joker. Oh, it's not gonna work. So when is Leo crazy. ever like? I like Leonardo DiCaprio. When has he ever done like anything even remotely like a comic book? Yeah, we'll just let the silence yeah. answer that. It's, <laughs> it's not happening. Here's his other quote on Nightwing. Um, it's gonna be a fucking badass action movie with a lot of heart and emotion. It's gonna be a crazy fun ride. Whoever gets cast as Nightwing and any other actors around are going to go through a fucking boot camp experience because it's going to be uh, a lot. I'm not going to do a lot of CG like that. It's going to be all real shit. Like that. <laughs> I like how he's talking. He probably had a few drinks. Yeah, probably had a few drinks. It's going to be all real shit. It's going to be real stunt work, and they're going to need to do all their stuff on camera and do it credibly. For the cast and crew, it's going to be a visceral experience. And for the audience, it's going to be a lot like these movies where they're, or it's not going to be a lot like these movies where there's CG and flying and things like that. Everything he does is going to have to be real. His superpowers being really fucking good as a human being <laughs> and fighting and gymnastics and shit like that. So you're going to see Christ. that on screen. It's going to be fun. I just like the way he talks. <laughs> Like, if we had a Democratic candidate who talked like that, he'd be in the White House right now instead of Donald Trump. You notice I said he because we're never electing a woman. <laughs> if I had a few drinks, I might need to pull back here. <laughs> you know, I think I think uh, he has a good, I guess, idea of what he wants to do for Nightwing. What do you think about that? You're a Nightwing fan. Uh, I mean, by Do you want to see, like, a hardcore ass-kicking kind of? Um, man... 
It's gotta be. Yeah, right? <sighs> it's gotta be something really, really like it sounds really good right now. But I mean, I trust it just because I remember you told me to watch the Lego Batman movie. And yeah. I did, and they were really spot on with their like homework, and I was like, "Huh, yeah, I dig that." And I'm assuming that's the same guy, right? No, I think it was a different, different director. Okay. Eh, I hate to say it, but yeah. Okay, the, here's what I think about it: Is I, Batman going to be in this movie? Do we I, know you? I know the key to making this a great movie. Are you ready? Yeah. So you can do all that stuff, and it'll work. But here's the first key: you got to take the people who are producing it. Give it to Marvel. Uh, right. <laughs> a great Let's movie. Give, give it right to Marvel. Make it an Avenger movie. <laughs> no, you make a Nightwing movie, but you just have people who are involved with Marvel do it instead. <sighs> They're already doing that at DC. They brought in Joss Whedon. I know. Uh, uh. They're just not doing me good. I'm just pouring salt in the wound. I know. And my wound's just open and it hurts. So it was Chris McKay that did Lego Batman. Okay. Oh, he did do it. Okay. So it could be good. I mean, I think it'll be interesting for sure. It sounds like it's going to be really awesome, I guess. He said it like he was kind of drunk, but, you know, whatever. Can I say my favorite nerdy joke from that movie? What? Martian Dance Hunter, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Only a limited amount of people are going to get that joke, but they're going to love it. Didn't he have uh, the shark spray? Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. The shark repellent. repellent. Oh, my God. Like, it's not just that they reference the Adam West Batman. It's like they reference the things that everybody loves about the Adam West. The Batusi, the shark repellent spray. (sighs) So good. Did you watch? Sometimes you can't get rid of a bomb. Did you watch the new Adam West Batman movie yet? No, I still want to. It's so I just haven't gotten around to it. funny. There's a part. Are you talking? Which one are you it's talking? Because he's done one. two of them. There's another one. Yeah, what? they just released another one. It's his. That's the last thing he ever worked on. True story. It's the one where Batman goes bad. And it's got William Shatner in it too. He he also does a voice as well. So. It must have been the one before this new one then. Because yeah. I, they're both pretty The recent, one where right? the ad had the t- them at, him and Robin in a TV <laughs> dinner like yeah. about to get roasted. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the one. Uh, I yeah, love- so they did one since then. And I think William Shatner plays Two-Face, if I remember right. <laughs> so, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of hammy overacting in that one. Shatner's actually perfect for that. Yeah, (laughs) Shatner's actually perfect for this. Did they even have Two Face in the old Batman show? I don't think they did. I can't remember. So there you go. He's not even replacing a memorable actor. He's just carving out a new thing. Um, Okay, so the last last bit of news I got: Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis will be in a Halloween sequel that returns to canon. So they're undoing the Rob Zombie movies. Uh, John Carpenter is a creative consultant and executive producer. We'll see. That's yeah. one of those things. Whenever they redo a John Carpenter movie, he's always an executive producer and he never does anything Did you with the movie. ever see that video where he straight up shits on Rob Zombie? Yes. Yeah, we that talked about that. video is so good for so many reasons. I, I love Rob Zombie, but yeah, it was kind of... He, sh- the way- he took, he took the, the, the actual I, movie away from what it was about. In my I, didn't, I didn't think he butchered it. I think he like was trying to make his own thing within that universe. And so he took the one little piece of like ground that hadn't been trod upon. Gore. No, <laughs> like him growing up in the institution. 
like he focused a lot of the movie on that because it's like nobody's talked about that so that's where i'll sort of it was very much like batman begins right like surprisingly enough nobody had really done batman's origin in the movie so they're just like all right this is what we're gonna do i think that's what he decided with halloween but it's really shitty the way he went up about it from the way john carpenter broke it down it does it was suspense and then he made gore and that's i hate when they do that to movies because it's like it wasn't the fact that he butchered people it was the fact you don't know where this dude is He's not very loud. He's quiet. He might just be behind you, you know? And that's really intense, man. And Michael Myers was the OG of that shit. Yeah, too. dude. He's like <laughs> super quiet and just walking around, stabbing people. And if anybody's wondering, I'm not talking about Austin Powers either. I just want uh. to be clear with that. That's Mike Myers. <laughs> scary for different reasons. But, uh,. So they also have now. This is the really fucking weird part about the story because it's weird enough that Jamie Lee Curtis is going back since her character and Michael Myers died in the last Halloween movie that was in canon. The H two O. Oh, that one's so bad. Yeah, they, they died at the end of that, so that's kind of weird. Uh, Danny McBride is co-writing the script with David Gordon. They should stop giving Danny McBride things. No, I love Danny McBride, but what do you? What's he gonna do? Like you know how Danny McBride writes. He'll be like, it'll be Michael Myers walking face. up and being like, "Dude, I'm gonna fucking kill you if you don't shut the fuck up." Like it, it's gonna be in Danny McBride voice. I'm really fucking pissed off right now. Yeah. Get the fuck over here. Let me stab you. Uh, it's also going to be released by Bloomhouse, which released Get Out and Split, which leads us to the last thing I was going to talk about. So uh, you kicked me the DVD, for, or not DVD, the Blu-ray for Split. So I finally got to watch it. So I wanted to give like just my impressions of it. It's way too late to give a, a review at this <laughs> right. point. But uh, I thought it was a really good movie. I was like surprised because... I was resolute. I was not going to watch that. I was so out right. on M. Night Shyamalan until I heard that it led into the breaking or unbreakable sequel. And then I was like, oh. And so I checked it out. And I really feel like if I hadn't known that, it would have been a good movie on its own. Like when I was watching it, I was, I know you don't share my opinion with this because we talked about it a little bit, but uh, I really liked it. Like I thought the suspense was built really well. I thought it was. Like James McAvoy does a great job of all those personalities. And uh yeah, I just really liked it. I thought it was a really solid movie. I just thought the way it started was like very uh boring. Yeah, it's very boring and stereotypical. I was like, ah, oh, there's teenagers involved. It's a it's gonna be a slasher film. And I for can f- completely forgotten about the unbreakable thing. Oh I remember <laughs> hearing something about that and then my friend bought this for me for my birthday and i was like okay cool whatever i'll put it on board whatever and i'm watching it and then they're talking about superpowers and you know or not superpowers but the fact that the dude can you know he has supernatural abilities yeah Yeah. because of the the different personalities have different things like one has diabetes one has is really can't be heard and just all this crazy stuff and one has parents that were killed in Crime Alley. <laughs> right. One's Batman. And its name is Martha. <laughs> or his mom's name is Martha. No, but once I figured out what was kind of going on, I was sold. I was like, this is awesome. 
And yeah. I was really into it. I was surprised at how much Professor X like really played with this physicality. <laughs> like when he was supposed to be big, he was big. Yeah, that and tripped me he, out too, kind of, because I was wondering what they were going to do with that. Yeah, and then he was able to um just use his body to seem smaller when he has other characters. I just thought it was really smart the way that they did that. Um, it's really good acting, but oh, man, fucking come on, dude. Like, I, can I just break down the end scene for you, Brandon? Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, you already know the part, but basically he, he gets, he gets off scot-free. Like he runs off. Nobody's coming. Like nobody knows where he's at. And Did they you name him, the, what do they name him? The, the horde. The horde. Yeah. And, uh, and so they, they show this diner. And this woman's like, the Horde, that's a weird name. Isn't it like that one guy went to prison like 15 years ago? What was his name? And then they sort of like pan over a little bit. And you see Bruce Willis watching the TV. And he's like, Mr. Glass. She's like, yeah, that's it. And it's just like, oh, unbreakable. <laughs> they alive, damn it. Did you <laughs> it's a miracle. Did you watch the alternate ending? <laughs> yes, I did. I like that. Where he's that, like watching the school and Yeah, screaming. because it kind of sets up maybe a second movie or something. I don't know. I yeah. hope they do something. Oh, they're it's it's being made. Oh yes. Uh yeah. That we what was it like uh two months ago, I think, they announced Bloom House again. Okay. Is a uh, same movie same company do they have that a made title split. Yet? I uh, I don't know if they have a title or not, but it is they like apparently M Night Shyamalan has the rights to Unbreakable, so nice. that's how he is able to do Split like they did, and they said it's a it's a sequel to both Split and Unbreakable. So, uh, finally, did they get Dennis Reynolds in? <laughs> they should have. <laughs> I have you seen that meme where it's uh it's Dennis Reynolds and it's like a bunch of different faces of his. <laughs> Is this the the Dennis method? Right. <laughs> the well, they had the uh, the episode with Dennis on. Uh, he was an extra on one of the M Night Shyamalan. Films. Oh yeah, him and D and Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Frank was eating the sausage. <laughs> I gotta oh, cut, re- cut. <laughs> I gotta rewatch all that show because I've seen every episode, but people are always like quoting it, and I'm just like, I have no idea what that is. Like for some reason, I forget it a year after the episodes come out. Have you ever heard about the theory about how Dennis is actually a serial killer? A uh, dude, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Well, they had the whole making a murderer yeah, episode. Yeah, that was like the start of it. And well, then- that that episode where he's on the airplane. And he's decides he's gonna get that one girl. The way he goes about it, he's so serial killer esque. Right. <laughs> I just wouldn't be surprised. I love the boat one where uh, he they're on the boat and he's like, "Oh, that's crazy! You dropped your ID, eighteen. Nice. <laughs> he's just being like really, really creepy." <laughs> All right. Well, this is probably a good place to cut off. So take it easy. Put them on your laptop, put them on your phone, 
put them in your ears. Not safe for network. With the not safe for network, the entertainment's ringing through your brain. Collect them all or trade them with your friends. Not safe for network. Real roulette. Maybe you're a film student. I'm picturing you with a beret. We had a good life. Well, Strop, it's a bit of the gift and the curse. That's debatable. It'd be nice if they showed a little accountability. The Alien Movie Project. It's just another clear-cut case of American exceptionalism. Montucky Skies. I'm spoiling the shit out of this in three, two, one. Bigs on film. We're watching this on Netflix because I'm three beers in and lost the Blu-ray. Listen to all the archives in a row and they form a mega podcast so long that your significant other will be drawing up divorce papers. Not safe for network.